Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Comerica Park in Detroit, where the Indians are taking on the Tigers this weekend. Coming up on our show this week, we will be joined by a pair of Indians outfielders, newcomer Miles Straw and uh, Bradley Zimmer, who's trying to see if he can stay healthy and, and really move forward in his career. We'll also hear from Indian starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie and have a conversation with Indians assistant, assistant General Manager Carter Hawkins, as well as Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio, who fills us in on a great event earlier this week, the unveiling of a statue honoring the legendary Rocky Calavito. So that's all coming up later on in our show. But first, a look back at the week in review for the Tribe, and it started on Monday, a makeup game at Progressive Field due to an earlier rainout. The Cincinnati Reds in town. And with the game tied at one in the second inning, Wilson Ramos stepped in, playing just his second game with the Tribe. He had already homered a couple of days earlier in his debut. Well, he kept it rolling this time around as well. Now the set. Now the 0-2 pitch. Swung on, hit pretty well to right. Castellanos is back. It's over his head. Gone! Wilson Ramos! With an opposite field, two-run home run to right. He's played in a couple of games with the Indians, and he's hit home runs in each of them. Gives him eight on the year, the first six with Detroit. And the Indians have a three-to-one lead here in the second inning. In the third, Jose Ramirez delivered to extend the Tribe lead. Here's the 0-1. Swing and a drive to deep right center. Away back near the wall. Off the top of the wall. 
Rosario to third, waved home. Ramirez on his way with a stand-up triple. And the Indians leading it four to one. Oh, Jose Ramirez by inches. Missing a two-run home run to right center. He's still looking out there going, what do you mean that ball didn't get out of here? Bradley Zimmer drove in Ramirez with a ground out to make it 5-1. Then in the fourth inning, Ahmed Rosario continued his hot stretch at the plate. Here's Castillo's 0-1. Swung on, and there's a liner to left center. Long run for anyone. That's going to roll up against the fence. Straws flying around third. He will score. Heading to third and in safely with a triple is Ahmed Rosario. It drives in a run, and the Tribe now leads it 6-1. to one. And there is no question Straw would score, and Rosario... Boy, when he gets it rolling on the bases, he is fun to watch. And there was no question he would try for three once that ball split the gap. And really, he made it easily. Next up, Jose Ramirez, who wasn't done yet. Now the 1-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball deep right field. If it's fair, it should go. Home run, Jose! A two-run bomb, and the route is on now. Eight to one tribe. Number 25 on the season for Jose Ramirez. It was an eight to two lead in the seventh inning when Bradley Zimmer launched another home run and, and this one had some distance on it. Bradley Zimmer will lead it off for the tribe. 0 for two with an RBI. Left on left. And the pitch swung on, hit high, hit deep to center. Aquino backtrack, wall, gone! A prodigious blast to dead center. Into the trees near Heritage Park by Bradley Zimmer. And the Indians lead it 9-2. to And Bradley Zimmer with the home runs on back-to-back days... And that was measured at 471 feet. You may need a chainsaw to find that baseball. As Bradley Zimmer into the trees out by Heritage Park. So 9-3 to three was the final. The Indians and Reds split the season series. And that means for a seventh consecutive year, the Tribe retains the Ohio Cup. Tough series, though, followed against the Oakland Athletics as the A's were in town for a three-game set, and they sweep the three games, winning Tuesday night 4-3, to three, Wednesday night 6-3, to three, and Thursday afternoon 17 to nothing. But as they say in the game of baseball, even though it was a lopsided score, it only counts as one loss, and the Indians bounce back successfully Friday night in the series opener at Detroit. The Tribe got the scoring started in the third inning with a memorable moment for infielder Ernie Clement. Now the 1-1 pitch. Swung on. This is hammered to deep right field. Back goes Grossman on the track. This ball is gone! Ernie Clement with his first major league home run. 
and he now closes the gap. He trails Miguel Cabrera by only 498. And everybody in those seats in right field is like, well, we got a home run ball, but this wasn't what we wanted. Ernie Clement breaks up Alexander's perfect game with a shot to right, and the Indians lead it one to nothing. Later on in the inning, Ahmed Rosario knocked in another run. Now the 1-2 delivery. Swung on, ground ball up the middle, base hit center field. Hitting third, coming home is Miles Straw, 2-0 Indians. A ground ball single, back up the middle by Ahmed Rosario. And all of this coming after there were two outs and nobody on base. A homer, a double, a single. And Rosario with his 35th RBI. In the fourth, the Indians were looking for more, and Owen Miller was able to reach base and set the table for Yu Chang. Yu Chang with a line drive, base hit right center. That's going to split the gap, roll all the way to the wall. Headed for third, being waved around is Miller. He will score. On his way to third is Chang. He's in with a slide and an RBI triple for Yu Chang. Puts the Indians in front 3-0. The Tigers got on the board with a couple of runs in the fifth inning, but the Tribe offense wouldn't let up. After a pair of sacrifice flies, the Indians stretched the lead to 5-2, to two, and then in the sixth inning, Yu Chang continued his big night. The 1-2. Swung on and a bullet headed to deep left center field. This ball is gone! Yu Chang! with a blast to deep left center and the indians now with a lead of six to two chang with a triple to right center then a home run to left center and the indians the kitty core coming through big time and then in the seventh inning ernie clement's monster night continued leading off and hammering it to left ernie clement forget about it A two-homer game for Ernie Clement. His first two in the big leagues. A line drive solo shot to right in the third. And a mammoth blast to left here in the seventh. And it is seven to two Indians. Ernie Clement, not Ernie Banks. And did he tee off? Final score, 7-4 Tribe, as the Indians take game one of the weekend series here in Detroit. Stay tuned. When we continue on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, we'll hear from Indians outfielders Miles Straw and Bradley Zimmer. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Sunday! 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 It's the savings event of the season. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon. Your chance to save big by bundling your home and auto insurance. But only this Sunday. 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 Unless you're busy, in which case you can bundle Tuesday. 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 Or if you already have dinner plans, then try Friday. 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 But if the week gets away from you, you can just wait till next Sunday. 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 Because Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon isn't going anywhere. 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 Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. We're in Detroit 
for the weekend series with the Tigers. Indians a winner on Friday night. Game 2, 6-10 on Saturday night. Series finale Sunday afternoon at 1-10. Well, the Indians have a new outfielder, a new center fielder to be more specific. He's Miles Straw, acquired in a trade deadline deal with the Houston Astros with Phil Maton going the other way out of that tri-bullpen. And when we caught up with Straw earlier this week, we asked him about looking back to that trade deadline day, with that being the first time he'd been traded in his career, and what it was like when he got the surprising news. You know, I, I had no idea I was getting traded. Um, you know, I was at breakfast with Kyle Tucker, got a call from our GM, and, um, you know, sure enough, he said, we're trading you to the Cleveland Indians. So, you know, it's been, you know, the first few days, it was a little weird, but, you know, these guys were very welcoming, you know, the coaching staff and, you know, the fans and everybody as a whole. So it's been a pretty easy transition. Um, you know, I've gotten pretty well used to these guys, and, um, you know, it's been a blast so far. And you come up in an organization, they develop you, and you had a prominent role with them. Uh, big shock initially? Yeah, big shock. I wasn't expecting it at all, but, um, you know, it's, I get it. It's part of the game. Um, you know, it happens to a lot of players. So, uh, you know, just taking it all in and um, enjoying my time here right now. And you get here, and how quickly did you pick up on the fact that there's a great opportunity here for you to, to be a big part of this thing? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, these guys – the, the one thing I liked about these guys is that they're in it every year. Um, you know, they contend in this division every single year. And, um, you know, that's one good thing about getting traded to a team that, you know, plays well, wins games. And, um, you know, I, the development here, you, you can tell that they do a really good job with development and, um, you know, taking care of their players. So, um, you know, that's one good thing I'm really looking forward to. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I can't really say enough good things about this organization so far, what I've seen in the first few days. Miles Straw joining us, Indian center fielder. And Miles, your game is somewhat different from what you see so much in baseball now, but there is a place for it for sure, and, and the Indians certainly are, are trying to take advantage of that, and that's that good speed game. And um, How do you approach the game when sometimes it's not so prevalent, the stolen base and taking the extra bases? Um, you know, I'm just myself every day. You know, Houston had a lot of guys that slugged, and then you come over here and this team's full of fast players. I mean, you know, Top, and top to the bottom of the lineup is full of, you know, young athletic players. So I feel like I fit in really well here. Um, you know, you got the, you know, Mercados, Zimmer, you know, the infielders are fast, Ahmed, Flies, all those guys. So, um, you know, Jose. So just coming into a team like this is, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I fit in great. And, um, you know, it's fun watching these guys, you know, what they do on the base pass and, you know, on the field defensively. And you have great perspective because you were with a really good team in Houston that's been that way for a while. And, and you mentioned the Indians have had good success, too. What are you seeing here that, that has you thinking that it could be really good here, not only this year but in the future? Um, tons of really good young talent. Um, you know, everybody on this team is young. Most of the guys aren't even to arbitration yet. So, um, you know, they have the opportunity to have these players for a long time to come. And, um, you know, we won ball games with these guys. And, uh, you know, we don't have a ton of vets or anything like that. And, um, you know, we get the job done. We you know, we get, you know, there's been several games where I've been here and there's 15 hits on the scoreboard. So, you know, it's we're getting the hits. You know, this team pitches really well. Um, that's one thing I knew from Houston. These guys, you know, they pitch. So um, usually when you pitch and you can get hits, I mean, you can, you know, especially with the speed on these base paths that we can have, um, you know, it's that that's going to add up to some wins. Now, Miles, you'll be a big part of it, I'm sure. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Miles Straw. Who looks like he could be a, a real nice impact player for the Indians not only the remainder of this season, but in seasons to come.
Bradley Zimmer is trying to put himself in that conversation as well. He had a big two-run home run in the seventh inning last Sunday against the Tigers. That ended up being the game winner. And he said when we caught up with him on Monday that coming back to the dugout after a big hit like that never gets old. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I I had a a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Decided some tough at bats early and, uh, you know, telling myself just to stick with it because I knew I was going to come up big later on in the game. I knew there was going to be a situation. So I stuck to my plan, got a good pitch to hit, put a good swing on it, and, you know, ended up being the difference. In the prior at bat, you got a a hold of one pretty good, but just maybe caught it off the end. And does that help the next time you come up knowing what you had done the prior at bat? Definitely, yeah. I think it's just a product of uh, good at bat, confidence, good swing. Um, You know, carries over uh, mostly for for everyone we caught up with you several weeks ago and then you were just starting to get some regular playing time and it seems like whatever adjustments you're making are clicking in nice and and what are those and how they helped you at the plate to be a little more consistent um just just trusting my you know my natural ability you know i think for so long i was trying to find um my identity as a as a player, as a hitter, um, you know, trying to do more than, you know, I should be and just kind of getting back to what got me here and, and what has made me, you know, a good player. And, um, and it, you know, it makes it fun that way. And when you see a, a ball jump off the bat like it did late in the game yesterday, does that kind of validate what you're trying to get to, that, that just yeah. that natural swings there? Definitely, yeah. It's just um, good approach, short swing, and that's, you know, that's all I'm looking for. Bradley Zimmer joining us, Tribe outfielder, and lately it's been in right, and, and you've seen a lot of time in center. Uh, difficult adjustment to, to go to a corner after playing in center most of the time? Um, a little bit. You know, it's it's definitely a different look. The ball comes off the bat differently. Uh, you know, I love center field. That's, you know, where I would love to play forever, but um, I've played plenty of right in my career, so it's, you know, it's an easy adjustment for me. And, you know, if they feel like I can help the team, the most there, then I'm more than happy to play there. Team-wise, uh, since the trade deadline, a little bit different dynamic here, and, and what's it been like being a, a part of that, especially knowing these last two months of the season, that uh, you have a chance to be part of something that's growing? Um, yeah, it, you know, obviously lo- losing Tito is, you know, a huge blow to us, just um, you know, from a camaraderie standpoint and just leadership, you know, everyone knows how, how good he is and how, um, how much he brings to the team. So it's tough seeing him go, but, you know, Jamarla stepping in, he's done a great job. Um, you know, he, he manages a little bit different, but um, I think we're all very happy with, with how he's been running things, and, um, you know, he's going to continue to get us get us going and get us some wins. Well, Bradley, it's uh, nice to see you making some good progress. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So some good stuff there from Bradley Zimmer, who's trying to really nail down a, a regular outfield spot on this ball club and finally has a chance to show what he can do is he's been healthy for a while now and that's been a challenge for him in his career stay with us when we come back we'll hear from tristan mckenzie the indians young starting pitchers on quite a roll of late and we'll hear about it next You can be part of the fun. Go 
McKenzie has struck out three and walked one. He's given up two runs on four hits in his five innings. So another solid start against another really good ball club. The last time against Toronto, now against Oakland. The pitch, swing and a miss, went with a curve. He gave Olsen three different looks. Fastball, slider, curveball. Thanks for coming. Three straight strikeouts for Trista McKenzie. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Comerica Park in Detroit. The Indians taking on the Tigers in a weekend series. And a lot of different ways you can listen to our show each week, including on the Indians radio network. Whenever the uh, the show is aired in your market, usually Saturdays prior to the Indians game. Also in podcast form, wherever you download your favorite podcasts or at Indians.com. All the archive editions are there as well. Right-hander Tristan McKenzie has had an up-and-down season, especially early on when he really was plagued by command issues and that led to some tough outings for him. But he's been on a pretty good roll of late. We're starting to see why the Indians hold out a lot of promise for this young right-hander. And after another strong effort Tuesday against Oakland, we caught up with him and he talked about overcoming that tough start to the season and how he's managed to turn things around. Uh, I'd say the, the, the mantra has been the same, especially from the beginning. It's kind of going out there and attacking hitters. Uh, I felt like early on I was trying to be perfect on the edges of the zone. I wasn't letting the guys around me kind of play into what baseball is. It's a team game. Uh, I feel like now I'm a lot more in the strike zone and less worried about trying to miss bats and more just making sure I'm out there trying to eat innings. And when you mentioned trying to be, uh, sometimes trying to be too perfect, do you have to remind yourself that, that your stuff is good enough to get hitters out at this level? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You, you, go, you go out on the field and I'm watching guys play like, I, I actually I apologize to, to Harrison to Josh Harrison but it's like those are guys that you grew up watching play baseball uh, guys that like you look across the field and it's like you watch Manaya throw and it's like I watch this guy on TV throw a no hitter and it's just like I'm competing against that guy and you have to refrain from being a fan at some points and being like I'm an athlete I'm a competitor and I have to go out there and beat that guy so that's that, that mental part of the game and it seems like you've made some adjustments pitch mix and things like that what are you trying to get to now that maybe you weren't earlier in the season uh i'd say just attacking guys with all of my stuff at all times just to kind of keep hitters uncomfortable uh i feel like even certain points in the game i've I've made some mistakes and kind of left my heater out over the plate or not thrown uh both my off speeds to to both sides of the plate and it's more just making sure that i i'm aggressive and and using it to using my slider to lefties using my curveball to lefties as well as using my fastball and the same thing to righties, like being sure that I don't forget about a certain pitch just because the scouting report says uh, a slider is better than the curveball. Tristan, you, you look at how the season's going, and uh, you burst on the scene last year and, and had good success. Uh, when you do go through some struggles a year later, uh, how do you get through that, and, and how might that make you stronger now going forward when, when you have the inevitable difficult starts? Uh I think one of the one of my favorite phrases, at least specifically for this year, has been baseball is a game of failure. Uh, and I think early on it was more just me learning from, from my failures and my mistakes and using them to get to the player I am now and hopefully moving forward less and less in those mistakes. And you had to go up and back between 
the major leagues in Columbus a couple of times, but you seem to handle it very well. And, and where does that come from, just uh, that ability to, to handle some of the ups and downs that this game presents? Uh, just knowing that regardless of any moves that were made, they were made in my best interest. It's for the club's best interest as well as mine. And me just going out there and knowing that the reason that they're sending me down is for me to get my work in so I can be a better player for myself. Uh, and just looking at it with a positive light and understanding that the work has to be done regardless of if I'm in AAA or if they wanted to send me back to rookie ball or whatever it may be, like I was still going to have to get that done. And for the longest time, you were going to be in a rotation that had some of the, the best in the game in terms of established pitchers and, and Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali. And, and I know that the different starters kind of feed off each other and learn from each other. Now it's a, a lot younger rotation. Is it kind of fun, though, kind of learning together at some of the young guys on, on how it works at this level? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I feel like, technically speaking, I'm the veteran of the young guys now. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'm still learning in, in my own right, and it's more just paying attention to, to the flow of the game, paying attention to the guys around you, talking to guys like Bieber and Savali, uh, just sitting with them in the dugout and talking to them about how they attack hitters, how they go about their daily routine, even when they're not playing. It's just kind of like... There's a lot to learn. There's so much information in and around the ballpark. It's it's great. And I know it took you a little while to get to a good place physically, uh, but it seems like it's going really well in that regard. And how are you feeling at this point in the season with about six weeks to go? Very, very good. Uh, I feel very strong. Healthy has been my number one priority all year, and I've been just that. And kind of moving forward, just expecting to keep that for the rest of the rest of the, the rest of the, the rest of the season. <laughs> Well, it's been fun to see Tristan for sure, and uh, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Tristan McKenzie, who's really starting to throw the ball well, and we'll see him on the mound Sunday in Detroit. Stay with us. We'll have our final segment when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. It's the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon, the annual year-long event where you can save big by bundling Home and Auto with Progressive. So big that we're kicking things off with fireworks. A monster truck battle. A fighter jet flyover. And it wouldn't be a party without the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon dancers. You can't trust us. They are working it. So come for the fun and stay for the savings. Only at Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Detroit and Comerica Park for our final segment on this week's show. Carter Hawkins is the Indians' assistant general manager. In, in the past, he's been a farm director and so certainly has his, uh, his hand on the pulse of what's going on in the Indians' farm system. And when we caught up with Carter earlier this week, he talked about the minor league season. It's a little bit different this year. It used to end on Labor Day every year, but with the season pushed back a little bit due to the COVID protocols early on. He says things are different with the schedule, but he says more baseball at the end could be a big plus. Yeah, I mean, I think one common theme over the course of, you know, this entire pandemic and all the adjustments that we've had to make is you know, that our players have played less baseball, um, and that's not a good thing. We want them to play a lot of baseball. Um, and so for our minor leaguers to, you know, every single – second that they're out on the field is a huge developmental opportunity for them so being able to extend the minor league season as far as we can especially given the fact that they mostly started a month late um, we're actually extending the triple a season an additional two weeks 
um, past where the original schedule was. So we're excited about that. Um, but yeah, and just really appreciating that, appreciating the fact that we're out here and playing baseball and, um, you know, with all that's going on in the world, it's, you know, every day out here is a blessing for us and, you know, hopefully helps us get better and closer to our, all our goals. Right around the trade deadline, we heard a lot about, uh, the rule five potential crunch and, and some things the Indians are trying to be wary of heading into that in terms of losing really good talent, potentially, uh, how much more of a crunch maybe to, to some past years in terms of where you are as a system? Yeah, I mean, we, we file it under good problems to have, um, you know, to, to want to protect guys, to want to have players that you want to put on the major league roster versus, you know, some years or some teams are saying, you know, hey, we got plenty of spots and, you know, we're looking at other organizations to figure out who we can take, you know, in a Rule 5 draft. And um, it, it's a, a process that, you know, we are constantly thinking about um, every single year. And because it's our players, it always feels really important. But I think specifically this year, and especially with all this transpired with the pandemic, it, it's got a little bit more of, a, of an eyeglass on it. And, you know, we're, we're hopeful that we make great decisions and we're hopeful that our players help make the decisions for us. But, you know, we're excited to, um, you know, be able to see these guys for another month plus and, and make some decisions this offseason about what the future of our roster looks like. And you're seeing your own players. You have that great familiarity. Uh, how do you figure out what the other teams are thinking about maybe some of those same players? Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. You try to get, pick up just from different industry sources, you know, whether it's, um, you know, the, the different publications out there or scout talk or, or things of that nature and try to look at the different trends, you know, that are happening throughout the league. And that certainly plays into it. But it's a it's art, you know, and, and you know, we've, we haven't nailed uh, the ability to understand exactly how other teams are thinking about our players. And I don't know that we ever will. Um, so really, we got to make sure we just know our players to the best of our ability. And that really helps our decision making process. And then the chips can kind of fall where they may. The minor league system's different. Uh, you lose uh, some short season play. Uh, now that the draft is behind you and you have players in the system, are you starting to kind of figure out how it works differently now? And if so, is it a plus? Yeah, it's definitely been some growing pains. You know, I think throughout you know all minor league baseball, and again, you kind of have to caveat of you know, this is an odd season just overall because of, of the pandemic, even if there hadn't been some of the systemic changes in minor league baseball. But we're getting used to it, um, trying to understand exactly you know how we matriculate our players in from the draft uh, into the Arizona Summer League season. Currently, we haven't even had those guys start playing since the draft was pushed back so much further. Um, so we're understanding kind of the things that work and things that don't work. I think we'll have a lot better idea, you know, a year from now in terms of best practices. But for right now, with the players that have come into the system, just trying to make sure we get to know them, making sure they're healthy, making sure they're built up and ready for games before we get them into games. Um, we'll have some off-season programming for them as well to help assimilate them into the season and get them ready for 2022. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, of guessing and checking right now and um, kind of making our best bets, and, and hopefully it all plans out for, uh, for the best for us. And much has been made of, of the young talent at the major league level, the Indians with a, a very young roster here. Uh, how does that filter down to the minor league level? Because it seems like there's some young talent that throughout that trade deadline process got moved up a, a step too. And, and is it as young at the minor league level as it seems to be up here? It certainly feels that way. Uh, and just looking at guys that are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old that are playing in high A, double A, you know, even, even triple A or guys getting close to triple A. And, you know, that's another great problem to have. You know, you look at the elite players in the league and most of those guys are coming into the big leagues at a, at a really young level, you know, in their young 20s. And, you know, we want more elite players than not. Uh, and so, you know, it's felt that way, and that's a good thing. And you know, hopefully we continue to, to have that, call it a problem, if you will, that inexperienced problem, because that means we got guys that are moving through the system at a good pace. Carter, always great to have you on. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rosie. 
That's Indians assistant general manager Carter Hawkins. And we conclude our show this week with a visit from Indians senior vice president Bob DiBiasio, who fills us in on a great event earlier this week back home in Cleveland. Rocky Calavito, the legendary Cleveland Indian who was uh, so popular with fans back in the late 50s and into the 60s. Well, they unveiled a statue in his honor, honoring his legacy in Little Italy earlier this week. And Bobby D said it was a special day for the tribe legend who was on hand to celebrate with his many fans. Rosie, it is absolutely amazing the adoration that Cleveland fans have for a gentleman who happened to turn 88 on the day of the statue unveiling ceremony. <clears throat> Just remarkable emotions, um, love, respect that was in the air as we honored Rocky. How this came about is a pretty interesting story. You know, at January of 2017, we were all still bummed just a couple months removed from losing Game 7 and extra innings of the 2016 World Series. And I was sitting in my office, and I get a phone call from a guy named Mark Summer, who's a reporter for the Buffalo News, who said he wants to write a book on Rocky Calavito. So a couple weeks later, he's sitting in my office. I connect him with Rocky and a number of other people to get rolling on the book. And um, when the book was done, perfect a terrific book with the perfect title cleveland's iconic slugger rocky calavita what a great title um most writers would be okay with just writing a book but he thought with the all-star game in 19 in cleveland ohio um maybe we could do an event and bring rocky back to cleveland during the all-star festivities so we had this huge event at Playhouse Square. From that night at the Playhouse Square, which was another most remarkably wonderful evening, Ida Pochi, who had a love affair with Rocky Calavito, as all of us in our my generation um, of fan, um, she started this campaign. She had a ball of energy uh, about getting a statue for Rocky Calavito. And so we worked through the issues um, of why it couldn't be a progressive field because our criteria standards for a statue, which is the pinnacle of, of acknowledgement and recognition, um, is enshrinement in Cooperstown, is being a member of Baseball's Hall of Fame. And that would not deter her. She kept going, and so they found a spot in Little Italy, Mayfield Road, Tony Brush Park, and the ceremony... Um, on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, was just a love fest. And Rocky was in tears as he spoke to the crowd. Um, Again, just remarkable, the adoration um, that a ball player who played uh, eight years with the Cleveland Indians from the late 50s to the mid-60s. Just remarkable what sports can do and the heartstrings of our childhood and the emotions and the memories, they all came out at the ceremony, and it was a very emotional day. Does it surprise you in any way, and why do you think it is that, that his legacy is so endearing? What, what was it about those times, his time with the Indians, that 
that keeps fueling that for year after year, it seems. He was the Cleveland Indians in that time period. Uh, he even made a comment at the ceremony that I thought was just so precious. He said, um, you know, I played 14 years in the big leagues, and I played for six different teams, but I should have only played for one. And I wish I would have only played for one uh, if it wasn't for Frank Lane, the general manager, who, who he, uh, he despises to this day that he traded him to the Detroit Tigers. Although he had a good uh, stretch run uh, of productivity with the Tigers, uh, he wanted to remain a Cleveland Indian his his whole life. So um, just the, the fact that it connects our childhood. Rosie, there were things that Rocky did that every one of us kids on the baseball diamond as little leaguers did. His routine was our routine. His routine of sprinting out of the dugout to get to the outfield, whether it was center field or right field. Third outs made, he sprinted from the outfield back into the dugout. You saw Little Leaguers all around Northeast Ohio doing that on, on all the sand lots. And there was three things he did in the batter's box. He knelt in the on-deck circle. And then when he stood up, swung the bat a little bit, he'd put the bat behind his neck on his shoulders. And when he stepped into the batter's box, he pointed to the pitcher. Every one of us in Little League did the same thing. His routine was our routine. That sticks with you for life. And he had this mentality that fans come first, which is why he is absolutely so beloved to this day. Well, a great event to be sure. And uh, I know you enjoyed it thoroughly, and, and The Rock did too. And uh, for anyone who wants to stop by, it's at Tony Brush Park in Little Italy. On Mayfield Road. On Mayfield Road. Stop by. Bobby D., thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rosie. Anytime we get to talk about the great Rocky Calavito it puts a smile on many people's faces that's Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio in one of those memorable days in uh, Cleveland baseball lore as uh, honored was the great Rocky Calavito, sound like a great day over in Little Italy that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk thanks so much for tuning in as always thanks to Brian Matze for putting together our show each week back at our network studios, until next week when we join you from back home in downtown Cleveland. This is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.